We are I. been a busy summer this year and I haven't had any opportunities to be able to get into the backcountry, you know, even for a day or a half day. And, you know, as much as I say that right now, there's a big part of me that doesn't want to believe it because there's, there's always time. If you, if you efficiently use your time, there's always time to be able to do anything you want. I guess it's just with the, with how busy life has been, it's been harder to be able to prioritize getting into the backcountry. Maybe that's a, a great way of putting it, but this weekend that all changed and it was really nice knowing that Saturday morning I was going to wake up and leave to be able to go spend a night in the backcountry, something that just feeds and changes my soul and changes me in the fabric of me as a person so much. And, you know, early in the week, I waited until Friday to really start packing my bag because I wanted to make sure that for one, I didn't forget anything, which is kind of abnormal now if I did, you know, but for two, I just... I really wanted to be able to make sure that 100%, like no ifs, ands, or buts that I was going. I didn't want to pre-pack and then for some reason need to cancel it and then get disappointed. So Friday night, you know, I'm I'm packing up my bag and I have my go bag ready all the time. My go bag's ready for, you know, my day hikes and if, you know, there's an emergency situation and I need to stay overnight, so this 20-pound bag that I carry on every hike I go on, you know, just in case. And... I opened up my go bags and putting everything in my pack, my my 40 liter pack. And I'm like, okay, you know, you have these different compartments in this bag. You have one compartment at the top that's non-negotiable. Everything goes. So when I open up this pack, I'm like, okay, I have these different pockets that mean different things, have different items in them. And then I have this big pocket, the the main one, they have all these Ziploc bags in. So I'm like, okay, top pocket non-negotiable. It's top pocket because I need, this is access to things that I may need like immediately. Or if I tell somebody, hey, unzip my bag into the top pocket, I need this. It's there. This is, you know, my flashlight. This is my knives, my, my smaller knives. You know, this is where I keep my bear spray, my flagging tape, my actual tape um, in case of emergency. Things that I need, my spot GPS, my, my things that I need to be able to defend myself, things that I might need to be able to, you know, m- give minor first aid, you know, and things that I might need to be able to call, you know, for rescue, like things that I need immediate access to if it still happens to be in my bag. So everything in that pocket, non-negotiable, it goes. This is well designed over years. The things that are collected in that pocket, things have come in and out of that pocket, but these are the mainstays now. These are the mainstays. They have to be there. So if I open up that packet, I'm taking things from one pack to another. Everything in that pocket goes, non-negotiable. It has to go. It's there for a reason. Even if you want to try to convince yourself at that time that it doesn't need to go, it goes. You're obligated. It's mandatory. Everything in that pocket goes. Now, the next pocket down... You know, I have things that are a little bit more, you know, potentially superficial. You know, do I need these? May or may not need them. You know, I have my ultralight little stove, my MSR, 
and my tiny little propane tank, my aluminum plate, you know, my fork, knife, spoon thing, my binoculars, things like that. It's like, I don't always need my little ultra light uh, propane tank and little burner, my MSR burner, because sometimes I might have my bigger one that has a, kind of one of those little green propane tanks, you know, they're about eight or 10 inches high, you know, one of those. And then I have my bigger burner that I can stick on the top, which is a little bit more inconvenient pain in the ass, but neither one of them are that heavy. But even that one, I still need to take those if we can have a campfire because I'm just like, I don't need to take this. It's redundant. It doesn't necessarily need to be there. My binoculars are more in there because my go bag I grab when I go hunting and it doesn't necessarily need to come on hiking trips. Although sometimes I wish that I had them, but most of the time I don't. Aluminum plate, absolutely need that fork knife spoon thing. Don't necessarily need it, but can be a luxury. So, you know, it comes along too because it's nice and light. So I said, that, that's optional. I got to sit down and I have to think about what this trip means. What do I actually need on this trip? You know, and sometimes the majority of those items stay. So then we get to the big pocket, the one that you stick everything in. And I have three zip or four Ziploc bags in that. The most simplest of them is a Ziploc bag that has my hiking journal, my backcountry journal that I write down every hike I've gone on. And I wish that I had done this my entire life. I actually wish I had done this my entire adult life, but I actually only started doing this about three or four years ago. And I love going back and looking at it, you know, while I'm in the back country, because it lists the date and the time that I went, what hike I did and what we did on that hike and who I was with and where that hike is. Just very simple. There's two entries per page. And I go front to back on the mall. And one day I'm going to be able to look back at that book and it's going to be full. And right now it's only hikes that happen to be in BC, but I can't wait to start the international chapter of that book to be able to look through and be able to find all the international places that I've hiked. That comes. And in that same Ziploc bag, I have my mushroom field guide, just in case. It's in BC. Obviously, there's lots of mushrooms. And this field guide is kind of the do's and don'ts of the most popular mushrooms that you're going to find in the Pacific Northwest. And hey, if you get into a case of an emergency situation, you want to be able to have things like that, that you know what to eat and what not to eat. That's in a bag. That comes. That's non-negotiable. It's again, emergency and just also having something that's helping you remember the memories. So again, that's non-negotiable. And the other one, I have a smaller Ziploc bag and it has my fleece. And this is time and period specific. Do I always need that? No. Again, I have to logically think, what is this hike? Where are we going? What time of year is it? All of those factors. Sometimes I'll carry that in my bag because I swap it out because I don't bring my sleeping pad. And I just want a little bit extra to be able to keep my body warm from off the ground or as a buffer between me and the ground. So I'll pack it specifically for that reason, even though I know I'm not going to carry it because it's easier to pack than my sleeping pad is. The next one has a bag. This is my, this is kind of my emergency bag in regards to weather. This has my gloves, two buffs, a toque. It has my pajamas in it. It has an extra pair of shorts. Um, it has an extra long sleeve, just a um, a rash guard style long sleeve, like an Under Armour one. This has my essentials for sleeping. And essentials for sleeping is cold. So this is non-negotiable. That always goes. Because sometimes even when it's nice, 
outside. If your body goes into shock, if you're hurt, your body goes into shock and you need to stay warm or you happen to be somewhere like me where you've almost died of hypothermia in a cave, you are going to appreciate every single one of those, whether or not that it's warranted or it's not warranted. That bag is non-negotiable and it absolutely goes. It absolutely goes. There's no if, answer, buts about it. That is now one of those things that never gets left behind. It is absolutely necessary. Day hike, overnight, multi-overnight, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter whether it's summer or winter. That always goes. Absolutely non-negotiable. You do not leave without that bag. The other bag that I have is um, full of everything. It's from waterproof matches to water purification tabs to tiny little scissors to tweezers to playing cards, glow sticks. It's a medium-sized bag, and that motherfucker's packed full. Packed full to the top. An extra $20. Some change. Paracord. More athletic tape, just in case. Some peanut butter, pa- a peanut butter pack, a honey pack, and... Um, a jam pack. Sometimes you just need the extra calories. Uh, a chocolate bar that's years and years and years old, just in case if you need the calories in an emergency situation. Again, that bag, absolutely non-negotiable. Do I go in that thing regularly? Absolutely not. I don't even pull up the playing cards. You know, this weekend that went by, I happened to pull it up because I wanted to use the pepper that was in it on my steak. So that's non-negotiable. Absolutely non-negotiable. Those items, outside of anything else, those items go from bag to bag, but they're absolutely in my bag. So when I look back at my my go bag, I can say, okay, everything that's out of it, I know. I know that these items can stay. I can look at them that are still in there and say, yes, I don't need that. Like this weekend, my hatchet was still in my go bag. Well, I can't have a campfire anyway. But I'm going to bring one of my bigger knives just in case of an emergency situation. I need a bigger knife to be able to cut down a smaller tree to be able to make a shelter or something along those lines. But I don't need the hatchet. Okay, check. Bring one of the bigger knives. You know, I don't need my micro spikes. They stay in there. So I'm not going anywhere where there's snow. Check, that can stay in there. I don't need to bring my spare hat. So I already bring a hat with me. Check, that can stay in there. So... When I'm looking at all these items, because it's like this years of preparation, this methodical thinking, but it's the one thing that I do know as much as I want to have fun, the one thing that allows me to be able to have peace and comfort when I'm in the backcountry is knowing that I am absolutely prepared for everything to be able to go wrong, to be able to stack the cards in my favor as much as I possibly can. Because the one thing when things go wrong in the backcountry, there's very little time to be able to be like to react properly. And there's, when things can go wrong, things go really fucking wrong. When things go wrong in the backcountry, most of the time, you're looking at air rescue. The vast majority of the time. Because the thing is, there's nobody that you're with that's really going to be in a position where they can carry you down off a mountain. I think it's even fucking wild that some of these search and rescue people carry people off mountains. But they have to, you know, obviously when the helicopter rescue is not uh, not accessible. I think they lean towards more helicopter rescue all the time. But this is the thing, like this, this is your option. Be prepared to survive. Give these people an opportunity to find you. Because this is a big part of it, right? 
If these people can't find you, they can be walking right beside you because you just assume that you'll be able to speak. You're assuming that you maybe haven't punctured a lung and you can yell out. That's why I wrap my whistle around my shoulder strap. So all I have to do is lean my head to the side and I strategically place it there. And I have it with just enough slack that I can hopefully without my arms be able to get at that whistle. Because sometimes you have to think I may not be able to use my arms and I may not be able to have the air in my lungs. I may not be able to have the capacity to be able to yell loud enough. So I need an ultra high pitch whistle. So it's there, it's right there. I lean my head to the side, right there, right beside my mouth all the time. Same with one of my little pocket knives that's you know, one of the sharpest knives that I had. It goes on my shoulder strap too. Because again, maybe I can't even get into my pack. You know, that's a real possibility. Sometimes I might need immediate, immediate access to that knife. And I can't get him. What if I'm laying on my back? What if what if I'm standing there and I'm hooked up in a tree? And I can't get in my pack. Maybe I'm hanging by my pack. And the only thing that I can do is be able to have access to that that's right on my shoulder strap. You know, you got to think of those things. You got to be prepared. You got to be prepared no matter what the situation is. Because again, I've been in so many situations where things have gone fucking absolutely awry. And I haven't had some of those materials. And I will get into situations still to this day, no matter what materials that I bring, that I won't have something that I need. But then it goes in the bag. It goes in one of those pockets. It goes in one of those Ziploc bags. And a lot of people ask me too, like, why do you put stuff in Ziploc bags? I'm like, well, because. What's the point of having clothes if they're wet? I live in a rainforest. There's a good opportunity for those clothes to be able to get wet. I need them to be dry. If it's an emergency situation, I need them to be dry. Not only that is, if I just want to go to bed at night and put my pajamas on, I absolutely want those pajamas to be dry. Everything goes in Ziploc bags. It's easy to stick things in Ziploc bags. Everything goes in a Ziploc bag. Never mind that Ziploc bags are very handy to be able to have around in the backcountry too, which that has come into play multiple times as well. You got to be prepared. How can you make things double useful and triple useful? How can you take something that seems to have a singular purpose and make that a multi-tool? You know, when we look at all these things about being prepared, this is exactly how I want to try to live my everyday life too, is trying to think ahead to be able to be prepared, to be able to stave off some of the, the crossroads I'm going to be at. Instead of it being a crossroad, you pave the way. You understand the way to be able to take. Because you've methodically walked through life. You methodically understand the potential obstacles that are going to come up and you try to front run those because you've learned something in your life. You've learned something along the way. So you take that knowledge and you move forward in your life. You take that knowledge and you say, I may not understand what tomorrow, the next day, a week from now, a month from now, a year from now are going to look like, but I'm going to accumulate the tools today to help me navigate those situations later on in life. The, the backcountry is just an immediate and apparent understanding of what life is. I need to recognize that. So... My soul is fed, my heart is happy, and this weekend went off without a hitch. There was nothing that I needed that I didn't have, and it was beautiful to spend time at, you know, 1,800 meters up in the air in this nice bowl, in this beautiful lake, amongst all these meadows, with very little people, disappointingly, there were some other campers that or hikers that showed up. 
But just being out there, seeing a sunset, watching the sun rise, seeing the the blue sky, watching the birds chirp, seeing the, the chipmunks run around and play. There's nothing better than spending time in the backcountry just to make you feel alive as a human being. Seeing the grass and smelling the air, listening to the trees rustle at night when you're laying in your tent and hearing the wind, you know, rustle your your tent as the wind gusts come up because you're so high up in the air and it's inevitable. You know, feeling the uncomfortable but comfortable feeling with the ground. Laying there in the grass in the subalpine and just feeling at home and at peace. Get a little snippet of what living life is really like and that's what I love. And I can sit there and fantasize in that moment about what it would be like to have a nice little, you know, four or five hundred square foot one room cabin up beside this beautiful lake inside this bowl on this mountaintop and realize the the quality of dreams that you can really have and the the connectedness with life and you know everything around you if you just give yourself the opportunity to to be present in a moment and that's the one thing that the backcountry offers me is just the absolute ability to be be able to be truly present in the moment because nothing else can matter but what's right in front of you right now.